Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I was listening to a podcast. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I was like, you know what? I'm home. I haven't taken in any like real information other than like the news I get on Instagram. I feel like a trash mind. And so I downloaded something. I'm not going to say the entity, um, but it's it's smart people. Okay. It's business minded podcasting thing. And they were like welcoming their guest. And they were like, so wait, is that a, <laughs> is that um?" a knife in your head. And it was like the guy had, there was like an, uh, some sort of decorative knife on the wall. And because of perspective, it looked like it was in his head. And it's like, look, it's a fucking podcast. We can't see this guy. We know there's not a knife in his head. This isn't funny. Get to the three fucking facts I need to distill from this word salad. And it just kind of solidified, like even with intellectuals, like you have to listen to like, mm, this is amusing. I know you guys can't see it, but Emily is hilarious right now. Like, cool. I'll just go listen to morning radio <laughs> drive time. It just bothers me when people. Yeah, we both are in when people pits. talk about like visuals. We know what this is. Mm. Yeah, this is an audio medium and I'm sick of everything having to be all across every platform. No, I want to listen to something that I only need to listen to. I don't want to have to look. I'm just sick of this thing as like, gotta make content. It's like, why? So someone can like take a dump half awake and like barely listen. Uh, like <laughs> pump it out. That is how you consume all your. Yeah, you're lying if you don't say that you like scroll mindlessly on the toilet. So I don't want to be that person. And I also don't want to be the like, oh, my daughter did the cutest thing. This is the opposite of the cutest thing. And I didn't share it on social media because I didn't want to get the affirming DMs because people always want to be like, oh my gosh, me too. And they want to connect. But it's like, sometimes people will write like four pages of info back. And I'm like, that's that's a crazy mm -hmm. thing to do. It's one thing to be like, totally. My, my daughter buttons also diarrhea, but Sierra had hiccups this morning and I was doing my pelvic floor restoration breathing and minor league <laughs> abdominal uh, exercise that I'm cleared to do. And so I was like, okay, I'll breathe with you because I'm doing deep breathing. I'm like, I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to connect. I'm going to breathe because hiccups are just agitated diaphragm and we're breathing. She's hiccuping. I feel so bad. And I go to adjust her blanket and she was just sitting in like a bowl of her own diarrhea, like super content. It leaked through. It was in like a, like a, 
one of those jiggly bassinet things where they sit upright. It had leaked through the newborn padding, through the seat. It got onto the base. And I was just like, oh, no, your little mini Vietnam. <laughs> oh, no. And she's just hiccuping away, trying to, trying to Not a care in the, the world. Demons. Just firing on one cylinder out of that tiny, perfect butthole. It's so small. So small. So much comes out. The doctor, she went to the doctor today. Perfect, perfect checkup. And he was like, this is all normal, normal for the labia to be puffy. I'm like, it is not puffy. It is a perfect apricot. Do not say labia. Do not look at it. <laughs> Wait, does she, because she has like a, a long, long labia or something, right? <laughs> she <No>. is. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, I'm that parent. Like she is measuring above average. It's not height when you're a baby. It's length. <laughs> no one's standing. <laughs> right. And she's like in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, all you want to know is your kid is healthy and that their eyes are going to stay blue. That's all any parent wants to hear. They're not going to though, right? Stay blue? Of course they're going to stay blue. All babies have blue eyes. I mean, no. I guess genetically she is, huh? Noah's got blue eyes. I got yeah. blue eyes. My dad's got blue eyes. His dad's got blue eyes. My mom's got green eyes. The only outlier is Nancy, his mother, with her dark <laughs> eyes. <laughs> no, it should be fine. Be okay. If not blue, I'm going to speak to a manager. Folks, we're here to answer your questions. And I will tell you that since becoming a mother, since I'm the only woman to ever give birth or have this experience, um, I actually find myself a lot calmer and a lot more compassionate, like... When I watch a scary movie now, like I cover my eyes and I'm like, he has a mother. So I doubt I'll extend that to malicious male comics, that kindness. But, um, and if you're a piece of shit, you're still a piece of shit. I think I just got to get back out there and sharpen my hooves. But I'm ready to give some like motherly sage advice. Well, I want to start with just, uh, you got a nice message. Okay. Hi, all. Congratulations on your baby girl. I loved listening to the joy in your voice when you talk about her. My husband and I have been trying to get pregnant for almost two years. We've seen specialists and told we have unexplained infertility. Just yesterday, after getting my period exactly on time again, I decided it's time to give up. But today, listening to you talk about your baby girl and hearing the overwhelming happiness in your voice, it made me think I can keep going. I know it may not happen, but you remind me that there's that if there's a chance, it's worth it to keep trying. Thank you for sharing so honestly and always making me laugh. All the best. Please come to Winnipeg one day. P.S. Congratulations to Noah on the new cookbook. I've already pre-ordered and can't wait to give it a try this summer. I'm very excited. We're going to get to what you're saying. Uh, the cookbook is the Kevin Bloodsoe family cookbook, which Noah authored. Uh, it is Kevin Bloodsoe's recipes. And then Noah's cook, and that's out soon. Uh, Noah's cookbook, the Don't Panic Pantry cookbook, is coming out later. So they are both his, but one is solely his baby. This one has two daddies. Um you know, I don't know you. I don't know anything. All I can tell you from my own experience, go see a fertility specialist in case you got a polyp. Because uh. there's a chance it was just a regular doctor like, I don't know, just relax. Go check. You could dig a little bit deeper. I'm sure your government will pay for it. But I'll tell you what, if it's something, anything, everything in life that's worth doing is hard. Uh. That could be paraphrased differently by someone else. But I'm just uh. saying... Yeah, it is not the way the movie said it was going to be, where you just like lean back and relax and there it is. And I feel like a lot of people have that story of like, we were just at our wits end and then it happened. So uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you. That's all I can say without, uh, with impunity, without making people angry. Uh -huh. That's all. Okay. 
Okay. I'm not going to tell you to relax because it's stressful. Yeah. You know what happens to a lot of people? It seems a lot of people get wasted and they're like, oops, I got pregnant. So I know Canadians are good at drinking. Why don't you get out there fucking trashed with your sweetheart and just tell them to unload. (laughs) Time it out though. Having sex multiple times in a night's not going to help. You don't want that weak end of the night sperm. It's like, I'm late to the party. Who's got the egg? All right. You Thank you for coming. And look who's talking. That the little talking sperm. That was like yes. all that I knew. That was my sex education for a very long time. Recent studies suggest the egg chooses the sperm versus the other way around. Very discerning. So I don't know why we can't carry that lesson throughout the rest of our life. A fan that is a fan of Top of the Cob sent uh, stuffed corn to Tianfu, not knowing it was cobbler, not corn cob. And Tianfu is obsessed with it. She brings it into every room. It's her favorite thing. She's chewing on it right now. Yeah. You enjoy your life, okay? (laughs) Okay, now we have questions. Hi, Liza, Emily, baby snow peach, a new baby. I'm in a predicament. Would love your advice. Context, I'm a 29-year-old female currently living with my husband, two rescue dogs, a burnt baby chicken nugget and large golden chicken tender, and my 24-year-old <laughs> brother-in-law. In a, in a couple months, my husband's parents will be moving into our home as well. No. My husband's brother moved in with us about eight months ago so that he could pay off some college debt and save money to become a pilot. The in-laws are putting their house on the market in March, so when it sells, they will be moving in with us while they build their new home. They will be repaying this favor to us in five to 10 years when we are ready to sell our current fixer-upper and build our home on land they purchased near theirs. What if they Family helping family, productive, sensible things happening. All that's great. Here's the problem. I love his family, but I hate living in the same home with them. The deadline (laughs) we set for the three of them to move out is a year and a half. I've accepted it. It's happening. How do I keep myself from going insane aside from having your podcast to look forward to? By the way, thank you. Please keep doing what you do. Tips and tricks to not commit murder, please. How big is your house? I mean, now apparently it's a fixer upper that they're gonna they're gonna build a new home later, but it sounds I, like they're somewhere with like land and space. So let's assume I, everyone has their own room. I mean, I okay, like so let's say you live on like a farm or something. I don't think you do though. I feel like you guys are just wedging them in. Also, if they have the money to buy a brand new build a brand new house, do they not have the money to rent an apartment? Just the two of them? It sounds like they've agreed to this trade deal. So it's happening. How does she deal with it? I mean, I don't know because that's very difficult unless they can find a way to make your life easier. You know, like, is it they're constantly cleaning up? Have you lived with them before? And it's awful. Like, what about this is making you upset? Because you did agree to it. Did something happen? Did they visit recently? And the and they said they were going to clean something and it was, and they broke it. I want to know why you agreed to it. Did you feel peer pressured into it? You know, are you at a place where you could be like, I know I agreed to it. I don't think I can do it. You know, could you lie and say like, we're trying for a baby and we, we fuck hard <laughs> and we fuck loud and I don't want you to know. Sorry for that one dude who asked me not to curse while you're at work listening to this. Um, I, I guess communication. This is our house. We have certain rules, certain things. And I just want to make sure that we're clear on all these just so we can respect everyone's space. But I feel like something happened that's making you think about this. Also, oftentimes it's like fear, nothing to fear but fear itself. Like I think the anticipation of it and knowing that you're locked in, you can always go back. They can get an apartment. 
Like it doesn't sound like they're that poor if you're if they're building a house. They can also not Shit's Creek. What's the? I'm trying to think of not Money Pit. There's some, what is? Oh, I'm thinking of Arrested Development. Like no, they lived in a model house. Isn't there something where someone lives in the side of the house while the house is being built? It's something. Uh oh, mom brain. What's that movie with the guy? <laughs> kill me. Take me behind the barn where you milk me and kill me. Um. <laughs> I just think open communication and don't be afraid to say what you want to say. It is your house. That's all. Anytime someone's saying, be like, hey, we do this this way. They got a problem with it. They can kick rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Eat some You're going to be most miserable if you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around them because it's your husband's family. Yeah. I think your problem is that you don't want to be assertive. Mm. I think that's, it's uncomfortable for you to be like, I like things this way and you don't want to be rude, but like you need to be comfortable with them being uncomfortable because they made you uncomfortable. Yeah. Family meeting. Exactly. But what if what if they cook? What if they like pull their weight? Oh my God. Maybe they'll stay in their room and be quiet. Doubtful. But I also think like after like a week of it being rocky, like when my mom visits, it's always like this push pull and then you have a little spat and then it's fine. Uh-huh. Parents are treasure troves of information. Do you know you have to pre-soak things before you wash them? Turns out diarrhea doesn't just come out on its own. Kick it! <laughs> I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Uh, send me good vibes and support in your new stage of life. I had to ask, will you be calling your daughter sneezes Sierra Mist? Can't wait for all the many nicknames to come. Nope. And I hated that you said that. We don't do generic <laughs> jokes here. I'll tell you <laughs> I what. I loved it. The other day, somebody asked me my husband's last name and I said it's gluten and they cackled and they were like, oh, like gluten free. And I was like, nope, not the same word. And I definitely, it's definitely the first time I ever heard that one. Think before you speak, people. That's a cute nickname for sneezes. You're not calling her that. You're calling the sneeze that. Wait, no, I'm not doing that. We're, ne- we're not going to ever acknowledge that there's a soda with that oh, name. I would not love to. to be named with a soda. Yeah, okay, Orange. You'd be Grape Crush. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be Big Red. <laughs> that's not a soda. That's a gum, and I hate gum. You're like, I'm Mr. Pib. My, my pronouns are he and soda. I'm Mr. <laughs> hey team, early Valentine's Day question. I'm a 44-year-old male. Me, okay, 44-year-old we, we're male. both like what? Him, him, 28-year-old male with a preference for daddy bear types. I'm okay. not trying to rob the cradle, I swear. Been talking wait, and casually. Wait, God damn it. 44 and I have to write this down, 28? Uh-huh, with Hold a on. preference for daddy bears. He has a preference for daddy bears or you do and you're barking up the wrong tree. He does. Hold on. I'm adding up 44 and 28. (laughs) That's 72. So seven plus two is nine. (laughs) I give you a nine. (laughs) Out of 10? No, unfortunately it was not out of 10. (laughs) Been talking and casually dating for a few months now. Not sure if it's a friends with benefits thing or more serious. Just enjoying the ride. That sounds filthy, but you know what I mean. Not that I'd filthy. like to get him something for Cons- Valentine's Day. Wait, considering how you started the sentence about like what <laughs> genre of boy body you like or he likes, I don't think that. Okay. <laughs> what genre? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to get him something for Valentine's Day, but I don't want to be like, hey, here's something that says let's move in together and start adopting straight cats next week. Any ideas for a nice but not overboard romantic gift? Thanks for the help. Been a fan of the podcast from day one. You guys brighten my day every time. Much love to Eliza, that wonderful new bundle of baby-like sweetness, the OG baby Snow Peach, <laughs> Gracie, who should really get more shout-outs. P.S. No. Eliza, you may remember my show gift from a few years ago when I gave you some homemade soaps with sexy names and a facial puck. What do any of those words mean? 
So many soaps with sexy names. It's like coming to me. I'd have to see a picture and then I'd be like, absolutely. Are they on your shelf right there? <laughs> Probably. Probably. I do have, somebody gave me like a felt soap and it's of Tian Fu, but I don't have the heart to get it wet because it's so pretty. I, uh, I Yes, I have one of Gracie that I've never gotten wet. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> that's different, diet do. Um, <laughs> I'm going to call you Code Red. <laughs> That sounds like what Sierra did this morning in her diaper. It was code yellow and grainy, which I heard is healthy. Um, oh, good. Okay, so if you want to give him something that borderline is romantic but not suggestive of your romance, give him a mm. gift certificate to eHarmony <laughs> and be like, swing away. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you said stray cats. Is that something gay dudes do? I think of that as more of like a, like a middle-aged lesbian thing. Gay dudes love stray cats? Yeah. Okay, I don't no. know. No, right. I thought of it as like just, it's always like a lady has too many cats. You know what? We're breaking down barriers here. Um, so don't give him anything that bonds you, right? Like a pet or an experience. You could just give him, I mean, flowers. Is that like do dudes regardless of who they're into? Bottle of alcohol and some flowers. I think that's weird because then you're like, let's drink this together. So maybe you give a massage that you don't give him like a gift, not a massage envy, like a real from a woman. So he doesn't get any hot ideas from a hot masseuse. Um, I don't know what he does. It is, does he have a job that's like stressful? Like what's the antidote for what he does? Um, cookies are always super cute. Mm-hmm. Cookies, candles. Don't give him anything that you guys can use together. If you're just having mm-hmm. fun. But you also don't want to like sugar daddy him and be like, I got you. The gay guys that are in relationships love like heavy jewelry. Like their wedding rings are always like three antlers intertwined, pounded out with white and yellow diamonds. Just like, it's not even gay guys. It's like dudes from Jersey and like executives that who someone dressed them and Mm -hmm. gay guys have like heavy, thick, masculine jewelry. It's like ebony with an onyx. Iris set in a chain link fence. Don't get him jewelry. Power fuck. Yeah, don't get him jewelry. Don't get anything too expensive. Nothing cheap, but also nothing that bonds you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that's my my thing. Like a cookie bouquet is super cute. Uh, A massage, like something he can go do by himself. But that's Mm -hmm. also like a little weird. It's not a couple's massage. A couple's massage. So yeah, just nothing that you have to enjoy in a home together. Right? Yeah, there you go. Pair of sneakers, clothing is always like cute. You know, like here's a pair of shoes. Just, it's weird because you want to give them a gift, but you don't want to say that it's forever. So that's tough. I think you need to think about what you want if you're just having fun. Yeah. Or just be like, I'm taking you to dinner. Yeah. But like a nice place. So it can't be like, well, you ate too. I always feel like if the other person gets to enjoy it, it's not a gift. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're taking get, me to steak and you had steak? Okay, this is just steak. And get apps. Load up on those free apps. Oh my God, get like a two for one and be like, I brought these coupons so we can load up. Chili's, where it's like two people eat a three course meal for $30. Don't buy drugs because that will bond you forever. So don't do that. That's it. That's my take. Or something you can do together that isn't romantic, like yo- acrobatic yoga, trapezing in the park, like something... Like very first date show, like a TV show. They'd be like, we're taking you on a picnic, Uh, cooking class, something like that. Those are my takes. Nothing that bonds you. 
Okay. You can bungee jumping, not even tandem. So you push them off a bridge. Be like, bounce back. All right. Okay. This question is actually for Emily, but Eliza, no. I pre I pre-read no. it and you can you can answer it too. It's for everybody. I recently broke up with my boss. I was a hybrid role executive assistant slash personal assistant to a very young CEO of a tech company. A month ago, my boss randomly got super crazy and wanted me to work while I was infected with COVID. And I told him no, because I wasn't comfortable running errands and spreading COVID around my city for him. I told him I would still try and work remote, even though I was sick AF and trying to also take care of my super sick boyfriend. He got all pissy about it and cut my hours, my pay, my benefits down to basically nothing, forcing me to quit. I'm so angry about the situation because we had such a close relationship. My question is, how do I let go and move on? I find myself getting all stirred up about it. And when I'm searching for jobs, I get super paranoid and think everything will suck. What is your advice for finding a new assistant job? How did you come to be an assistant? Thanks so much. Love you guys. Also, I can't try and take legal action or anything because he wiped my entire Outlook account. Claimed (gasps) it got hacked, but I know he wiped it. With all the evidence of him asking me, to work with COVID and do other stupid shit that I know is not right. Ooh. Okay. It's well, so I left fucked a good up situation. That Mark Zuckerberg did that to you, but okay. <laughs> so, so rude of him. Yeah. I wonder what changed that he just suddenly was like berserk if this person had had a really good relationship with him prior to that. Thanks. I mean, Some people got real weird in COVID. I mean, we don't have to name names, but you and I both know that the like random F-less celebrity that like I was friendly with that just lost his mind one day and like five years later still stalks me. People, yeah, especially. People that- yeah, he's like a Silicon Valley, like tech bro. Of course, he's like neurocharging and biohacking and eating like mm. power fucking Soylent and just weird snorting energy powder and getting an IV of Red Bull. You know, so yeah. I'm sorry. Anyways, Emily, give your sage well, business advice. Here's here's my take on that, because you can't do anything about that guy if he wiped all your proof. But if you're looking for a new job, what I realized is so many jobs at different companies, they'll all be the exact same work, but with different titles, right? So it's like personal assistant, executive assistant, administrative assistant. It's like all these things and they all kind of overlap. So in communications, that's very much the case, like public relations, social media, marketing, it's all very the same thing. So I literally just wrote down a list of companies that I liked and looked at their job listings and got a job with one of them. So who do you want to work with? What uh, what field do you want to be in? Why are you dying to be a personal assistant again? You know, like what what is it that you want to do? What did you get your degree in? You don't just need to find another person to, to work with one-on-one even though that works really well for some people. And I did like it and I do miss Eliza, but- Thank you. That's what we're you're... waiting for. You may go now. <laughs> um, I also just, I would just be careful like being like, what companies do you like? Because like you could love Disney and I don't know that they're the best people. So totally. what do you, you want to do? Also, I just want to say this. I do think there's a difference between personal and administrative. Like when- Yeah. I, I'm just saying like when I met with, I auditioned, when I looked at their bodies- for the girls for this, I was like, this is personal. Like you are doing business stuff, but like you will have to go get me like soap, a doctor's appointment. Like this is, you're up mm-hmm. in me. Just making mm-hmm. that clear because you wouldn't say that to like an office assistant. And like also like get everything in writing and make copies of everything. You didn't know this guy was going to spaz out and now you can be extra paranoid going into everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cheap lesson. Things. 
you only hurt your feelings and uh, it sucks that happened, but it's a good lesson. Like I trusted Emily, but like still she never signed an NDA. And so I always think one day. What I'm just, what am I waiting me. for? I don't know. I don't know what your kind waits for. Something's going to happen. I have a plan. Yeah. You heard it right. I, got- or- <laughs> I was going to call you Orbits. I'm trying to think of other sodas. <laughs> That's not a thing anymore. It's not a thing for Topia. Kick it. All right. Hi, Lies and crew. I have a question about FOMO, fear of missing out. I know what it I- is. Okay, for our listeners. I currently work in customer service and work every second weekend with Tuesdays off. We've recently moved back to our home state. And my partner is reconnecting with an old Wait, friend. I'm sorry. Will you start over? I was busy writing yeah. down different soda names that I could call <laughs> you later. So far, I got cactus cooler and cheer wine. Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm ready. I have a question about FOMO. I work in customer service and work every second weekend with Tuesdays off. We've <laughs> recently moved back to our home state. Wait. And my partner. Every second. They only work every second weekend. <laughs> And randomly, <laughs> or you you work Monday through Friday work- every second weekend, and then you have Tuesdays off. Yes. Because the other one's one. an insane schedule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is also weird. Who wants Tuesday off? But uh-huh. yeah, that's the, weird. Okay. This friend likes to make fun of me when I work weekends if they're going out and I have to leave early or can't join. He will say things like, oh, you're working? Haha, sucker. Or, you know what's better than working? Not having not, to work. Yeah. I know it's all that coming. Yeah. It makes free. me feel shitty when he makes these comments and rubs it in so much. When I tell my partner it's upsetting me, he tells his friend, me his friend is just joking and laughs when his friend does it. I confessed I feel sad I'm missing out. And he responded, well, do you want me to just miss out on going then? That's not what I'm trying to say. I just don't like the shitty comments when I'm already bummed about not being able to be fully included in the weekend. What should I do? Any responses I could give? No, you really have to get over it. Also, here's what you're going to have to accept. Most people have a really hacky, bad sense of humor. That is all this is. This guy is just a dork. He, it is not personal. He just has a bad sense of humor. And I really wouldn't think twice about it. You shouldn't feel bad. You're working. This is a good thing, okay? And it, 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 it's not like you're, oh my God, I got to paint this fence and everyone else is doing something fun. Like This isn't a chore. You're an adult with a job. And it, the bigger question is, is it like they're doing awesome things only on the weekends that you can't make it, maybe you should find a different friend group. Like, but we're taking that road trip to Zion. But it's just her her boyfriend and his friend, like, so hang out with other people. Yeah, hang out with other people. Also, the kid either has a crush on you or he just like doesn't know how to talk to girls. You can honestly just be like, you have the worst sense of humor and walk out of the room. He's just trying to, he's just trying to talk to, he's just an idiot. I really that you should not let this bother you. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I'm going to be really sad when I make a ton of money. Have a great day. Unless the job is just horrible, in which case that's different. But he's just trying to be funny. And this will not be the last person you come in contact with who says really dumb shit and like thinks it's original. So. Yep. I like Emily, you sweet baby. I'm sorry. If I I let, let that bother me for everyone I talk to, I probably wouldn't talk to most people. And I would just sit in the dark. No, Angry. it's not malicious. It's just annoying and he's filling the silence. Do not let it bother you. He's just a dummy. Hi, Eliza. Emily, new sweet baby in Tianfu. I'm Sarah and I'm 27 years old. I've been dating my boyfriend for three years. We were long distance, like opposite sides of the U.S. for the first year and a half we were dating. 
We knew each other from undergrad, then reconnected and started dating while long distance. We would fly to see each other once a month. He is in the Air Force, and with that, I had to be the one to move to him when we finally wanted to end the long distance. I'm very career-driven and have big goals. The town he has been stationed in was concerning at first, but has ended up working out great with me being able to start a business that has actually started to take off. But there are the usual sacrifices like living far from family, the fact that we'll have to move in a couple of years and I'll have to start my business from scratch, et cetera. This is all to say What's I your way on? a lot to him. What's your business that you can't take it with you? Like, are you a massage therapist? Are you a sex worker? Yeah, because it seems like, right, like are they you have to a get manicurist? a whole new client base. Mm. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing she, over there? She can take it with her and she just hasn't thought of that yet. And She's now like, we're going to oh, blow her mind. I guess online consulting is something I can do mobily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I, I could have, ship my pancakes. Okay. <laughs> I have committed a lot to him and I love him very much. I would like to marry him. But I am starting to feel hurt that he does not seem ready to be engaged yet. He Oy. says that he is close to that point. And when we plan for the future, we talk about marriage and kids and seem to be on the same page. My question, how do I not take it personally that while I have committed so much to him, he is not ready to do the same? Is there a way to change my perspective on the situation to be more patient and at peace? I'm at the point where I cannot sacrifice any more than I have without a commitment on his end. Thank you guys. You're the best. All right. My first thought was like, oh no, you made it too easy for him to pursue his dreams and and expect you to change yours. You made it easy. You moved across the country. You were resourceful in starting a business. You're locked in. And he's like, oh, most, there are a lot of, not most men, but you'll find that there are some men who just have no problem wasting a woman's time. Like, well, whenever I'm ready, okay? You don't want to start off your relationship with an ultimatum. Some guys do need a kick in the pants. And it's tough because you don't want to be like, I have get, I'm thinking of the sex in the city, the original, not, and just like that, say anything, whatever it is, where Charlotte is, is dating Harry and she like becomes Jewish, even though he didn't ask her to, and learns how to make challah and like all the stuff and takes the classes. And she's like, set the date, set the date. And he's like, you sound like a maniac, which isn't fair. And she's like, you're so ugly and I'm so hot. Set the date. <laughs> But um, think about yourself. Like you, I don't even know that you do want to marry this person. I think you are with him and you are thinking logically about next steps and he isn't. Do you want to be with someone that isn't on the exact same page as you? Do you really want to spend the next X amount of years following him everywhere, having to recreate yourself every time, knowing that he's not as, and the fact that he's like, I'm getting close to it, you're not on the same page. Do you have somewhere else to go? Like, think about yourself and what you want. You know, do you want to be pregnant by a certain age? You know, it'd be one thing if he was like, I love you so much. Let's do it. Let's be in this adventure together. But it sounds like you're allowing him to put his career first and his wants and needs first. And you're waiting for him to ask you to marry him. Is this what you want to create for yourself? I think it's worth a discussion because I don't think he quite gets, I think in his mind, you should be giving these things up and you made it so easy. So to expect him to all of a sudden stop and be like, wow, we should focus on you. That precedent hasn't been set. You know, it's, it's, I hate to say this, like if you have a dog and you always let the dog sleep in your bed and then one night it goes to sleep in your bed and you lose your mind, the dog's gonna be like, I don't get it. I always slept in your bed. Why is it not okay now? So 
you got to think about what you want. And if this is the person, you don't want to have to convince someone to marry you. Sorry. Yeah. You need to come to Jesus and thank him for his service. Yeah, you're saying that thank you, you for your discussed. <laughs> you're saying that you've discussed like marriage and kids and stuff, but that he's not ready to get married. Like, where's the disconnect there? When does he think that's going to happen after you yeah. move for him three more times? What's his plan? Yes. yes. What's his plan? He probably isn't thinking about it because for guys, they're like, yeah, we'll just have a kid whenever and we'll do it when I'm ready. Or he's like, I'd like to make a different rank or make more money. People don't get like, there's no good time. There's no bad time. Whatever time you decide to get married and have a kid is the perfect time. Truly. Mm -hmm. There's always a reason to not. Um, you might want to have a real talk with him because he might just be nervous or he already bought the ring and he's just waiting to not, you know, for the perfect time when he's not yeah. running laps. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. Hi, welcome to the planet to the newest member of the pod. I'm curious what Wait, Eliza can knows. can I just say one thing? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I know it's so annoying. She wanted to hear like, no, it's good. Like you come to this place for some real advice and that's the real no. advice. And my husband would give you that advice. Like you don't want to be with someone that you have to convince. Uh-uh. So that's cool that he's down to waste your time, but like you've been patient enough. And if you really are as business savvy as you say you are, you owe it to yourself to do this because you sound too smart, but also dumb at the same time. So prove me right when I said you're smart. Got a lot riding on you. I'm very invested. <laughs> we need to start taking side bets on our listeners. Is oh, that yeah. illegal? That sounds healthy. Like insider trading. Yeah, let's really invest in these people whose faces we don't know or names and just have everything revolve around that. Hmm? Okay, I'm ready. Hi. Welcome Hi. to the planet, to the newest member of the pod. I'm curious what Eliza and Noah's parents have suggested to be their names for grandparents. I find it fascinating that our society is very apt to have wild names for grandparents or even let the kids decide what they're called. Also, why are so many grandparents' names becoming more like rap names? Gigi, Peepa, Dee Dee. I don't get it. I talked about this in an old stand-up special called Confirm Kills. Um, unrelated to those jokes, yes. The truth is, usually it's like whatever gibberish the baby says, they're like, that's my name. Those are, mm -hmm. if you think about it, those are words that babies can say. Baba, mm. da you know, um, grandfather. <laughs> like, that's hard. Uh, immediately, all we have, because we each have parents who are divorced and remarried, immediately every single grandparent, we have um, eight grandparents, thankfully, luckily, 
uh, immediately claim their name. Stepdad is Rara. My mother, who's married to my stepdad, is Nana. Dad is Poppy. Not the Puerto Rican kind of Poppy. Poppy spelled P-O-P... No, not P-A-P-I, but P-O-P-P-I. Uh, or, yeah, Poppy. Uh, grandma's... My step-grandma's BB because her name is Barbara. Yaya because is the stepmom and Noah's stepmom because they go to Greece a lot. She speaks Greek. They're very into the Greek thing. Uh, oh crap! What did what does his dad want to be called? Pops? Oh, I can't remember now. Sorry, Albie. Um, and then uh, his mom is Grandma. She was really into that. And then her stepdad Jimmy, I think, is just Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he is the Puerto Rican one, he should be Poppy, but he's just Jimmy, oh I think. God. Your kid's going to have to be writing so many thank you cards every year for all these all these different people sending her little gifts. Got to have manners. Got to memorize. You want to be a politician? You want to win friends and influence people? You got to memorize names. You're poppy. Yeah, yeah, papa, baby, nana. That sounds like half of the baby stuff we have. This is the Nuna Pippa Light Up a Baby Buggy Bumper and the yaya. Yeah. Sound like a toddler when you say these things. All right. <laughs> Those are the names, folks. Okay, so we had someone write in and say, not a question, but I wanted to share how now, not only is this podcast hilarious and awesome, it's so informative. Thank it can you. help in a medical emergency. Whoa. My husband recently suffered a back injury, which caused pressure on his spinal nerves, oh. nerves that control bowel movements, among many other things. Oy. One of the symptoms was he couldn't poop. At day six, we were at the point medical intervention was required. We had already been to the hospital many times due to his injury, and my husband was dreading another trip. Stool softeners and laxatives were not working. Do you know what I finally reached for on day yes. six? And it actually worked? Yes! Kashi Goline Crunch! Yes! She said, yes, I know it's gross, but it worked, and I never would have even thought of it had it not been for you. <gasps> I mean, I hope you put down a tarp. <laughs> <laughs> I hope... Kashi starts marketing and putting boxes in like those weird pharmacies that are in hospitals. Yeah, like a convalescent. Like if you need to just unload before your last breath. Yeah. They should sell it to criminals who are going to the electric chair. Be like, you want to get back at that sheriff? Dump out. Um, Didn't somebody say it's like the Goline that does it, not regular Kashi? Do you remember this? Maybe. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Goline is like extra whatever to keep it out of your lean lower intestine oh my god i love that i'm not not a doctor <laughs> i think it's a very funny that this is affecting people so many people it's it's that thing where you know you you reveal something in your vulnerability and then all these people are like oh my god me too blew out the whole o-ring so yeah that was horrible um, so keep it in mind for any medical emergencies. Do not give it to your newborn baby. Even if she didn't poop for a day, she's going to have explosive diarrhea later and she's okay. If you just come in and you just, you open a little capsule that has one flake of Kashi-Goin crunch. It's like fentanyl. Like even like a pea size amount could be lethal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Teeny Cheeny, and the newest small bean. My roommates and I met up with a mutual friend recently that we haven't seen in a while, and her body odor was rank. Oh. Not the worst I've encountered, but not great. I wasn't sure it was her at first with my mask on, but when she was turned away, I lowered my mask and sniffed. Oy. And oh boy, I had to get up and move over and quietly choked in my mouth. Oh. I want to be honest in letting her know that she smells without hurting her feelings, 
Does she know? Her hair was also a greasy mess with some dandruff. How do you politely tell someone they smell gross without being an ass? Thank you. Love the pod. Honestly, I was actually thinking about this the other day. You don't. Like, if it's your best friend, you can. But first of all, personal hygiene devolving, like, that could be a mental health thing. Mm. Apparently, like, that's a sign of it. Now, look, I get it. Some people don't like to shower or whatever. She could have just worked out. She could have been cleaning. Like, I'm not a huge, like, of course I shower, but I don't wash my hair every day. I will go, like, a couple days without showering. I don't want to get into, like, a whole, like, what celebrity doesn't bathe? But, like, there's no, you don't need to shower every day. I don't think you're worried about her mental health, but that does sound like a mental health thing. There are people who have an issue with showering because of, like, sexual abuse. Did you ever know her to smell before? Had something happened to her? If it's a legit, I mean, there's the version where this is a legit thing. I don't know. You'd have to run into her again and see and compare notes. See if she smells again. Or just never hang you Because you can't. You can't be like, you, you can't. Like, culturally, you're not allowed to do it. Socially, you're not allowed to do it. Like, if somebody smells, like, sucks for you. This is how we've set up our society. Like, you just yeah. got to fucking deal with it. Sucks. That you can't say anything to anyone. Um, That's a job for her mother. It's, you know what, shelving the scent thing, it has become like in our society, it is impossible to give feedback to anyone because everybody's offended. And I actually, for the first time recently, realized why everyone in LA lies. Well, it's like, love you, babe, let's do lunch because nobody can handle the rejection like in its purest form. It's better to get like a trickle down rejection of like, yeah, let's set a meeting and then never do it. That way you can always like hide behind something. But like, uh, people, nobody wants to hear like, hey, you did a bad job. Hey, you gave people a creep vibe. Hey, these chapters you turned in were really bad. Nobody wants to be the one to say that because what if you become famous tomorrow? Also, what if you can't handle that feedback? Uh-huh. That's what it comes down to. Nobody can handle feedback. Everybody's uh-huh. sensitive. So the answer is plug up that nose. I would see her again just to see. And then just I would see what happens. I would see if it's a mental health thing. Yeah, like when you're, is she normal other than that? But she's just like greasy and It's tough. Nobody wants to be told that. And it's like, how much do you want to dig in? What if she's like, yeah, I just went through this horrible thing. And then you're like, do you want to be there for her? The best thing to do is to talk about it behind her back with a bunch of other people. I would just wait and hope that someone else was being affected more, like a coworker, like someone has to spend more and let them handle it. That's how I deal with all problems is that I hope that someone else steps up. There you go. What a citizen. What you could do is the next time you hang out, walk up and be like, oh my God, something smells. And just be like, is there a dead animal? And like, don't blame her. And she'll just be like, no, I don't know. And see how she acts. But like something, it sounds, it smells like, like a skunk shit itself and then ate a bunch of bad fish and then died, but then came back and made love to that fish. Oh, well, it's probably just me. <laughs> Yeah, you got a couple options here or just never hang out with this person again. Yeah. Hey, AIA crew. I've listened to all the episodes, but I like to keep them on a continuous loop while I'm at work. I just re-listened to the one with your extremely rude neighbor lady and her attitude about moving her car. Remember that? No. La Bruja? (gasps) La Bruja! Oh. Yeah. Part of the reason I moved houses, she was a B. (laughs) Coincidentally, I just experienced a rude neighbor lady and moving her car this past weekend. So if you want to get in on some out-of-control drama regarding people you don't know, keep reading. 
we're going to. I just moved okay. into a small four apartment building with a back parking pad with four, four spaces, one per apartment. Each space is labeled with the apartment number as assigned parking. When I arrived Saturday, first day to start unloading, I noticed a car parked in my assigned space, but didn't think much of it as no one had been living in my apartment for several months. No big deal. I parked out front. The next morning when I returned to my apartment with more stuff, I saw my spot open, so I parked. Fast forward to 8.30 at night. My boyfriend and I hear loud thumps on the back door. Hesitant, my boyfriend opened it to find a woman who was clearly mad. She starts demanding I move my car because that is her spot. She's been parking there for the last six months. Try to explain to her that it has my apartment number on it. She doesn't care and continues to yell. I give in and send my boyfriend out to move it. Why did you give in? Thinking instead of dealing with this myself, I'll call the animal control. Okay. My boyfriend goes out. She starts saying more things to him, being very rude, to which he responds, I'm moving the car. You don't have to be so rude. And all hell breaks loose. She starts screaming and yelling at him. She spits at him, <gasps> then proceeds to come at him saying, hit me, hit me, and finally starts oh, lunching at him. My God. Her boyfriend or son, some dude who lives with her, steps between them to get her away. But she managed to swing around him and punches my boyfriend in the face. <gasps> he was fine as it was a pretty weak hit. But still, all this over a parking spot. It wasn't even her spot. He was fine because she's a little bitch anyway. <laughs> Ultimately, we called the police and they were pretty annoyed that they had to come out over a parking spot. St. Louis City Police have better things to be doing, but they were understanding. The property manager has been notified. We're really good about taking the situation seriously and talked to her about her misconduct. But now I have to live next to this psycho for at least the next six months. And I'm not quite sure how I should handle sharing a backyard, basement, parking, etc. with her. Any tips? Oh, and I live alone. My boyfriend lives 45 minutes from me. We only spend weekends and a weeknight here and there together. Um, You're fine. She obviously was having like, what she was going through had nothing to do with you at all. And I would just ignore it because I guarantee what's going to happen is you'll both be in the laundry one day. You say nothing and she'll say like, hi. Like nobody stays like that. Like just Give her a second to like, think of like a wild animal. You put your hand out, it loses its mind. And eventually it's like snacks. Um, it's, you have nothing to do. You were completely in the right. And she might be a nice lady who just, there could be something wrong with her. I, look, I'm not a big, like give him the benefit of the doubt, but there's nothing for you to do other than just carry on knowing that you're in the right. That's your spot. You don't have just, I would just feel bad for her and just kind of ignore it. Do not let it into your space. I think about this one person who was never cool to me and I found myself in a room with them a couple months ago, not recently. And I was keen to just say nothing, but I just said, hey, how are you? This person was so nice. And you could tell like in the back of her mind, she knew like she had been a giant bee and like was looking for like any grace for me. And she was nice. So I was just nice back. Like there's no reason to keep it going. You don't need to perpetuate it. You don't need to proactively do anything. Um, we have a, somebody, I, my contractor basically lived at my house for like eight months. Like he was here every day. Great guy. And his dad, this was like this father. I, I know. Manuel for life. And, uh, his father and son team. And we had this like new neighbor who moved in, who hit his car. I think I told the story on the pod. Hit his truck. And like, if you're a contractor and like you built your business from nothing, like, and you're a dude, like, I think your truck means a lot to you. Didn't really scratch. Wait, was well, yeah, like barely touched it. But you know, they go out to assess, and she was like irate that they were looking at it, and she was so rude. And she was like, "I'll give you a hundred dollars," and they were like, "Okay, well, it's probably worth. It's probably more than that." Like it was no, it's not an expensive thing. But she was so flippant, and she just kept saying, "The car's barely worth a thousand, which is definitely not true." 
So I went to her house. I'd never met this person. I knocked on the door. I'm like, hey, I live down the street. Those are my contractors. I'm just wondering, I'm sure if you give a couple hundred bucks like cash, like we don't have to call insurance. She's like, no, we're going to. And she kept alluding to the fact that like she drives drives a Range Rover. And I was like, nobody cares that you drive a Range Rover. Like, stop saying that. That's so tacky. Yeah. And she just, I was like, she's like, no, we're going to call insurance. I was like, you do realize that will be expensive for you as well because this is California. And she was like hell bent on like drawing it out. I'm like, if you have a couple hundred bucks on you, I'm sure we could. And she was just like such a bitch. And I, sorry, she was. And I haven't seen her since, but like I'm more, like I think I saw her like once and I just kind of smiled. Like that's on them. Mm -hmm. They know they acted like a banshee and you don't have to carry that. Anyways, I'm sure this lady. Yeah. And I'm sure her son was embarrassed. We all have times where we've just like been angry. And You're not out it. there. You've never gone out and like physically tried to fight someone though. No, but I did lose my mind at a gardener once. Uh, and by once, I mean very recently. It's the only time I've ever fired someone. And I don't care. You can say, oh, you're spoiled, whatever. I went out there and I said, please stop cutting the flowers. They're growing for a reason. The guy said yes. And then I turn around and they were cutting them down. And I went outside. I was like, what are you doing? And the guy just stared at me. I go, I have said this every single time you come, please stop cutting the flowers. There's no reason to cut flowers. Why else would you have flowers? And the boss comes up and, he, and I was like, do you remember when I said this to you? He goes, yeah. I go, dude, if you don't want this job, he's like, no, we do. I'm like, get out. It's been months of you cutting these flowers. Get out. And They Noah, were cutting like the heads off? Yes. And Noah goes, well, he's like, we're having a party here and there's like shrubs everywhere. They need to clean it up. I was like, fine. Then you tell them to clean it up because I have to go hide. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, look, I'm not an asshole. I paid for something. You've done a bad job consistently. I lost my mind. You got to go. You don't get to, and I'm not keeping you. I don't know how many ways I can say, please stop cutting my flowers down. My flowers. That's so weird. Why would they be cutting them down? I think because people don't, a lot of people don't actually care. Huh. I, I don't know. Not everybody is good at their job. And so I don't feel bad because I defended one guy and fired another guy. There you That's go. That's it. I, if you pay for something, you should get what you pay for. And I, I had let it go for weeks, every time being like, please stop cutting these. They were like, totally, we get it. I'm like, do you? Yeah. Because there's flowers on the ground. Please stop cutting my flowers. <laughs> That's so weird that you would do that every time. It's really weird. Yeah. Anyway, we got a new gardener and he's fantastic. Okay. Thank you. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. 
may whore. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. My wife and I have been married for 10 years together for 13. Before she met me, her ex-husband cheated on her and violated her trust. During the pandemic, through our mutual friends, we met a couple and we quickly became friends with them and even traveled together on vacation. Recently, my wife was upset with me because the female of the married couple has been texting me directly, reacting to my Instagram stories and or commenting or messaging me through Instagram directly. I don't think that there's anything there on her part. I'm happily married and have zero reason to seek out any sort of female attention. I purely see her as a friend, nothing more. My wife seems to think that any female that is messaging or contacting a married man has some sort of motive. So my wife and I both had a conversation with our female friend and she was completely cool about it. It's not awkward or anything at this point because it's been some time. What's your take on this? I seem to think it's not a big deal, but because I respect my wife and our marriage, I'm willing to do whatever is necessary to keep the peace even if it includes alienating someone who has treated both of us well. I mean, I don't uh, think it matters. You already talked to her and it's a non-issue. But clearly it's still bugging him because it is like, I mean, maybe the the lady was like, you're looking hot in your pictures and you're omitting that. But barring that, you're saying like, I'm willing to alienate a friend because my wife doesn't trust me. Yeah, that's what it comes down to is that if you are being honest with us and it is not flirtatious and you're just there and she's just like hey uh what's bothering you is that your wife doesn't trust you and you've done nothing Mm -hmm. also it's been 13 years so it's like there are things that you'll carry with you your whole life but like 13 years of doing nothing like that's she should at least admit like that's not on you and she should be like hey i know you don't deserve this i just she's okay she's allowed to have her feelings but this is um this is not assault on your character, but you know, it's making you feel like you've done something wrong and you haven't. I think that's your issue. I will say this. Um, there are friends and there are friends, right? Mm. Like if my, my, I do have friends that text Noah and these are good friends. Uh, like if Michelle texted Noah, I wouldn't think twice about it. I really, you know, but, um, a couple that you mar- that you met, like, are they texting about something they have in common I will say this. Noah doesn't answer any DMs. I am okay if he does, but like fans and stuff like that will DM him and he just completely lets it alone. Um, We also have, not that I would ever, ever check his phone because it is probably so boring and I don't want to hear about basketball, but like we have the codes to each other's phones. Like we, like I'll be like, can you read me that email? Like there's nothing to hide. So here's something you're not going to want to hear. Either your wife is cheating on you and she's getting nervous or... You need to have a come to Jesus with her. But the truth is that person was like, okay, my bad. I wonder what the context of these texts were. Was she commenting on your wife? Like, oh my God, your wife's so funny. It is a little weird. It is a little, it is a little weird. She's like replying to his Instagram stories, commenting on them or texting him about his Instagram. It sounds like, which it's like, maybe he's like, here's me and my wife doing a picnic. And she's like, oh, you guys look so cute. But 
I'd have to see these. I'd also, I hate to say this, I have to see what you look like. I have to see what your wife looks like. And I got to see what that lady looks like. Okay. And I got to see what her husband looks like. Yeah. How ugly is the husband? How hot is the lady? That being said, let's not vilify her. Let's not vilify anyone. Your wife is dealing with this. This is her problem. But if you are the altar boy that you say you are, you've probably been molested. No, if you are the altar boy that you say you are, um, then this is hurting your feelings that she doesn't trust you. And that's what you yeah. need to bring up with her. And you're right. Nothing else matters. And you, it should be every, your wife above everything else. For sure. So something makes me think that something was said that was not inappropriate, but borderline. Mm. Yeah. And I wonder if your wife would feel that way if it was like, if the context were different. So I'm missing a piece of this, but. It was like a 70-year-old woman that was like, hey, love yeah. your Instagram photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if this woman's attractive. Uh. So is, can we see? Can I see? Do you have his screen handle? Uh, it's too small of a, it's oh, too really? small of a photo because it's on Twitter. All right. Oh, and God. he has a mask on. All right. Well, so, thank you for wearing a mask. I don't unless, know what he's got. Unless he it's cool like sunglasses. a different kind of mask. Mask and sunglasses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a uh, cool, cool anonymous question. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. I don't want to put a bug in there, but maybe she's cheating on you. No, that's not nice. No, but it's bothering you. And so, you What's know, you how is- many times, how many times has she done this before that she's been like, you can't talk to anyone else? Like, I'm, I should be above all things. We yeah, need we, to alienate all of our friends. Like what's, what's, is this common I don't know or she, was it this one lady after 13 years? Yeah, we've gotten this question before, but it's usually the other way around. And it's like a jealous boyfriend that's like, and I don't want her talking to anyone. I'm always like, get rid of that dude. Now this is your wife and you've been together for 13 years, 10 married, whatever. So you should put her above it. That being said, she should trust you. And if you can't, then there's a bigger issue there. Kick it. Mm-hmm. Kick it. Bob the cob. Ah, fuck. It's a talk with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Okay, my top of the cob is something that probably wouldn't be most people's top of the cob. A very good baby. She really only gets upset if she poops herself or is cold um, or wants more to eat, which she eats a lot. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's really hard to keep up. <laughs> um, her cry, though, isn't a baby cry. It's this like hawk like noise. It's not like, it's not like that. It's, ah! <laughs> and then nothing. And then just, ah! and we, we make fun of it. I think that's her way of being like, it's one of these three things. Fix it. Ah! <laughs> no other. Ah! Anyway, that's funny to me that it's, because it's not as grating as like a true cry. And I don't even mind it when she does, but just that is this like animatronic dinosaur. Ah! Okay, people are listening on the road. I get it. That's my top of the cob is her funny, funny cry out. Oh boy. My top of the cob is, I think my new job's going good. Feel more confident doing my thing, posting my posts. It's okay. nice when you start to like get it figured out. You know, the first few weeks of a job, you're like, oh God, what nope. am I doing? Now no, I'm like, I don't. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm glad for you. Sort of. Feels good. I um, miss you though. Oh, I miss you too. I actually have, I'd like to do another top that goes with a bottom. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to do my bottom about the dog, but I'm going to do uh, We've been watching a lot of movies and I've like settled into this like, like tiny maternity leave I've carved out for myself where like I get up in the morning, I pump, I watch The Office. And then we watch like a Hitchcock movie or like something black and white. Almost every movie has to do with World War II. Um <laughs> 
Last night we watched The Lighthouse because sometimes it's like, let me just get into something that has nothing to do with, um, is it David Eggers? That's the name of the director. Dave Eggers. So. Dave Eggers. Um, <clears throat> so my, my top of the cob is Willem Dafoe's Hark speech that he gives. Folks, this movie is like, I watched this, I was like, this feels like a German movie. Like it looks like something you made in film school that's just like cinema of the disturbed beautifully shot, but really intense and not at all what you thought it was going to be. Um, and just, it's, it's, you're sweating watching it, but he gives a monologue toward the end of the movie about Triton swallowing up someone in the sea and he doesn't blink the entire time. And it is just so impactful and beautifully delivered and so fucking intense that like, I went to bed thinking of Willem Dafoe's like scraggly teeth and open eyes. Um, if you just want to see some incredible acting, Watch the Hark speech toward the end of the lighthouse. Don't watch the lighthouse because it's upsetting. And then my second bottom of the cob is the last shot of the lighthouse. And I don't know if it's because I'm a mother now, but I'm just like, that's awful. Turn that off. <laughs> so, I watched it, but I've forgotten everything about it. Like, I used to really enjoy violence. Like, I love Goodfellas. I, but even before I had a baby, like the end of Casino, when he's dying in the pit, he's like, Dominic, that's hard to watch. And like, I had an audition the other day and Noah's like, yeah, it should be, you should deliver it like Robert De Niro in this scene in The Untouchables. And he started to play it for me where he's like at the table with all the guys and he's got a bat. And I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to watch this again. I don't, no one brings a bat to dinner. You know something's going to, I don't want to see someone's brains get bashed in. So uh-uh. much more sensitive to violence. So the last scene of The Lighthouse, this came out in 2019, but I just watched it. And uh, watch it with the remote in your hand because the volume's all over the place. Anyway. Oh. Cool movie review. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'll do my bottom of the cob related to what I watched, which is I watched The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm trying to catch up. I watched multiple episodes last night. Then truly had a a nightmare last night where I was trying desperately for the scariest one to get her to be my friend. And it really, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have watched that right before taking cold medicine and going and getting into bed because <laughs> Meredith Marks is not going to be my friend. I thought your nightmare was that you were on The Real Housewives because that seems... No, I would love to be on The Real Housewives. Oh I want to fight God. with those people. I want to be made to go to dinner, be given a big food, everybody fights, and <laughs> I just food. be like, I'm, 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 I'm. and everyone else is like throwing shoes. Like a Fred Flintstone, like, like Tomahawk steak car. Yeah, because they always are at these gorgeous restaurants with like really nice drinks that are just refilled over and over and like multiple servings and they're screaming at each other. I'd okay. just be head down. Just just loading up. Uh, two mm-hmm. things to watch. I don't watch Real Housewives um, because I'm just trying to retain any bit of gray matter that's left in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, two things to watch. One, the food is always like a blue martini, like crab stack. Like it's always like chips. Like it's always garbage. And two, because most of these women are hyenas, Watch the way they hold their cutlery. You'll see a woman in like a $50,000 wedding ring and like nails in like a couture gown, like an idiot, because they're shooting this in the middle of the day, holding her knife and fork like she has cerebral palsy. So just know, to quote Countess Luann, money can't buy you class. (laughs) You guys are going to come at me because I said cerebral palsy, but it's true. Learn to hold a fucking knife and fork, okay? You know the story of the spy who came in from the cold? This is like a World War II thing. Uh-uh. Not dissimilar to the thing that gave away the Americans in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Best. When he holds up number three and he doesn't do it the European way. Story about the spy that came from the cold and he was, I think, pretending to be European and he was, no, he was British, pretending to be American. 
and the way he held his cutlery. Like they hold theirs different than ours. So do it appropriately for your continent or do it the continental way. You can always do it the British way, even though it's a little weird. But just know how to hold your fucking knife and fork, okay? You just hold it with your little fists, right? What do you mean? And you say, me want food. Bring me mead. <laughs> I now have to Google this. Oh, my God. Hand in your lap. American switch. You cut and then you put your hand in your lap and you switch and you eat with the right hand. You eat with the fork. You cut I, with the fork in your left hand. one hovering. And the hand goes in the lap and then you switch. The idea is not to hoover up as much food as possible. It's to be taking breaths. That's something I'm not great at. There should be a hand switch. The Brits hold it the same way. I think that's a little weird. Pushing the food onto the fork with the knife. I know we're in a pandemic and the world's on fire, but lest we forget all forms of civility, let's remember how to hold our fucking cutlery. Okay, America? I don't even use it. They're chicken poppers. Going somewhere nice in a gown, in a discount Roberta Cavalli gown. Hold your knife and fork like you've been somewhere before. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.